No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where Joash reigns in Judah. He is a good king who repairs the temple. But when Jehoiada the priest dies, Joash forsakes the Lord and is assassinated. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 24 on Simply the Bible. What influence does a mentor have in a person's life? After that mentor departs, what responsibility does he bear for his mentee's actions? Jesus said that no servant is greater than his master, but not every servant walks in his master's footsteps. We continue today in 2 Chronicles chapter 24 as we look at the relationship between a mentor and a mentee. Joash was seven years old when he became king, and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. Joash did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days of Jehoiada the priest. And Jehoiada took two wives for him. He had sons and daughters. Joash's mother was Zibiah from Beersheba. Perhaps she died in childbirth because from the time that Joash was one year old, he was protected and raised by his aunt Jehoshabiah and uncle Jehoiada, the high priest. They protected him from the evil grandmother Athaliah, who killed all the rightful heirs to the throne. At great risk to themselves, this couple hid the infant for six years. When Joash was seven years old, Jehoiada anointed him as king and executed Athaliah. The couple trained up Joash in the way of the Lord. No doubt Jehoiada was a mentor to Joash and helped him with his royal decisions. Now it happened after this that Joash set his heart on repairing the house of the Lord. Then he gathered the priests and the Levites and said to them, Go out to the cities of Judah and gather from all Israel money to repair the house of your God from year to year and see that you do it quickly. However, the Levites did not do it quickly. So the king called Jehoiada the chief priest and said to him, why have you not required the Levites to bring in from Judah and from Jerusalem the collection according to the commandment of Moses, the servant of the Lord, and of the assembly of Israel for the tabernacle of witness? For the sons of Athaliah, that wicked woman, had broken into the house of God and had also presented all the dedicated things of the house of the Lord to the Baals. We don't know how many years Joash reigned as king before beginning this building renovation. Athaliah had built a temple for Baal and ransacked the temple of the Lord. Joash purposed in his heart to solve this problem by taking a collection and initiating repairs. He sent out the Levites to collect the money. We know from 2 Kings 12 that this consisted of the census money, which was under the law, supposed to be used for temple repairs. It also consisted of vow offerings and free will offerings. Unfortunately, Joash's plan failed. Either there wasn't enough money to go around, or the priest wanted to continue to receive the vow and free will offerings for themselves, or the priests were sluggish in collecting the money or doing the work. 
So Joash summoned Jehoiada, the chief priest, and other priests, and asked why the money had not been collected. Then at the king's command, they made a chest and set it outside at the gate of the house of the Lord. And they made a proclamation throughout Judah and Jerusalem to bring to the Lord the collection that Moses, the servant of God, had imposed on Israel in the wilderness. Then all the leaders and all the people rejoiced, brought their contributions, and put them into the chest until all had given. So it was at that time when the chest was brought to the king's official by the hand of the Levites, and when they saw that there was much money, that the king's scribe and the high priest's officer came and emptied the chest and took it and returned it to its place. Thus they did day by day and gathered money in abundance. Joash wisely ordered that a chest with a hole on top be placed on the right side of the altar of burnt offerings so that anyone could put money in, but only the authorized personnel could take it out. The people could contribute directly to the restoration of the Lord's house, knowing that all their money would go for that purpose, and the priests would still receive their portion of the offerings. Everyone rejoiced at this prospect. When people are glad about fundraising for a building project, you know God is at work. And that is how it should always be. People should never feel constrained or compelled or manipulated to give. God wants you to give out of a willing, cheerful heart. It's fun to give when your heart is in it. Joash also showed wisdom in that both the king's scribe and the high priest's officer counted the money together. This would provide accountability and keep everything above reproach. The king and Jehoiada gave it to those who did the work of the service of the house of the Lord, and they hired masons and carpenters to repair the house of the Lord, and also those who worked in iron and bronze to restore the house of the Lord." So the workmen labored and the work was completed by them. They restored the house of God to its original condition and reinforced it. When they had finished, they brought the rest of the money before the king and Jehoiada. They made from it articles for the house of the Lord, articles for serving and offering, spoons and vessels of gold and silver. And they offered burnt offerings in the house of the Lord continually all the days of Jehoiada. So with the money, they hired skilled laborers to do the work. Now, I am a pastor, not a carpenter. I would much rather pay somebody else who has those carpentry skills rather than spin my wheels uh, trying to make 10 trips to the home improvement store because I don't know what I'm doing. Priests were good at serving in the temple. Builders were good at building. Everybody was doing the job they were equipped to do and everyone was happy, and the job got done. Now, not only did they finish the repairs on the temple, but they also had leftover funds to make articles, utensils, and vessels that were used in the worship of the Lord. Joash had made a great start as king of Judah. If he would have continued on this path, he would have been forever honored as one of the righteous kings of Judah. Verse 15, but Jehoiada grew old and was full of days and he died and he was 130 years old when he died and they buried him in the city of David among the kings because he had done good in Israel both 
toward God and his house. Now, after we pass the way of all the earth, how will we be remembered? It was said of Jehoiada, he had done good in Israel, both toward God and his house. And he was actually buried in the place of the kings. That's how much people respected him. That's just a beautiful commendation of anybody that they had done good uh, for their people and for the Lord. Well, Jehoiada had been Joash's mentor and probably helped him in making many decisions concerning the throne and ruling Judah. Now that he was gone, what would Joash do? Verse 17. Now after the death of Jehoiada, the leaders of Judah came and bowed down to the king, and the king listened to them. Therefore they left the house of the Lord God of their fathers and served wooden images and idols, and wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem because of their trespass. Yet he sent prophets to them to bring them back to the Lord, and they testified against them, but they would not listen. It seems that Joash was a good follower, but a very weak leader. The leaders of Judah came to him, bowing down to him. No doubt that was rather flattering. And then he desired to turn away from worshiping the Lord to serve idols. These were images of Ashura, the Canaanite mother goddess. Joash listened to their evil counsel. Therefore, they forsook the worship of of the Lord. And God, of course, wanting to gather his people back to himself, sent prophets, but Joash wouldn't listen. He hardened his heart. Then the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest, who stood above the people and said to them, Thus says God, Why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord. He also has forsaken you. So they conspired against him, and at the command of the king they stoned him with stones in the court of the house of the Lord. Thus Joash the king did not remember the kindness which Jehoiada his father had done to him, but killed his son. And as he died, he said, The Lord look on it and repay. Zechariah brought up the perennial principle that we've seen in 2 Chronicles that if you forsake God, he will forsake you. But they didn't want to listen to it. And Joash even gave the commandment that they would stone Zechariah to death. How terrible. That's how he repaid Jehoiada and Jehoshabiath, his aunt, for saving his life from the wicked queen Athaliah. So it happened in the spring of the year that the army of Syria came up against him and they came to Judah and Jerusalem and destroyed all the leaders of the people from among the people and sent all their spoil to the king of Damascus. For the army of the Syrians came with a small company of men, but the Lord delivered a very great army into their hand because they had forsaken the Lord God of their fathers. So they executed judgment against Joash. Bad actions have bad consequences. And when they had withdrawn from him, for they left him severely wounded, his own servants conspired against him because of the blood of the sons of Jehoiada the priest and killed him on his bed. So he died, and they buried him in the city of David, but they did not 
bury him in the tombs of the kings. These are the ones who conspired against him, Zabad, the son of Shimeath, the Ammonitus, and Jehazabad, the son of Shimrith, the Moabitess. What a tragic ending for a king of Judah who started out so well. Now concerning his sons and the many oracles about him and the repairing of the house of God, indeed they are written in the annals of the book of the kings. Then Amaziah his son reigned in his place. The reign of Joash is a sad chapter in the history of the kings of Judah because he started out so well and was considered a good king while Jehoiada was high priest and guiding him in the way of the Lord. But when his mentor departed, Joash went his own way, showing that he had but a shallow faith in the Lord. He started out well, but did not finish well. And this story reveals the challenges we face in passing on our faith to the next generation. As teachers and mentors, we can set a good example and teach our children and disciples all the right things. But it is the condition of their hearts that will ultimately determine what they do with it. Each of us will give an account of himself before God. As children and students, we can receive initial faith and guidance from our parents, grandparents, spiritual parents, or mentors, but we must make that faith our own, or else it will not stand the trials of life, and we won't finish well. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Tomorrow, we will see where King Amaziah of Judah starts out well, but turns away from the Lord, worshiping Edomite gods. Consequently, his life comes to a tragic end. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible. <laughs>